Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Afterthought. I am your host, Marshall, and I'm excited to bring this project to life to share with you all. You're probably wondering, what is this going to be about? Simply, we have thoughts after media. You know, kind of like a book club where they all read the same book and then come together to talk about it. That's what we're doing on here. In this podcast, I will bring on people I know or don't know to discuss the content we choose to break down. The reason why I'm doing this is because I lost my love for media. When I was younger, I used to dive deep into movies, music, video games, new and old, and now I feel like a robot that wakes up, does a task, go to work, goes to sleep, you know? I want to bring that side out of me again, and I want to bring you, the listener, on that journey. I thought that would be kind of cool. In this first episode, I will be reviewing one of my favorite movies of all time, Death Proof, with just me and you. I thought, you know, for the first episode, why don't we keep it home, you know? So how this concept is going to work is I'm going to, you know, say what we're going to be breaking down, you know, uh, in the beginning of the episode. And then there's going to be a spoiler alert warning. And after that, we're just going to break it right down. So you would probably want to, you know, pause and watch the movie or listen to the music or whatever we're doing before you just go right into it. And if you have already, good, good. Um, When we go into the episode, we're going to talk about what we like, what we don't like, um, cool things that we've heard or figured out about the movie. Personal experiences, you know, Would You Rather, which is a segment that I used to have on my radio show back in college, Would You Rather, and I don't know if anybody will listen to that, but it was uh, a nutty time. I would just take in random people and we would ask them random Would You Rather questions and sometimes it was a hot mess and sometimes it was hilarious. So I thought, why not bring it to the podcast? Then afterwards, when we talk about it, um, get our thoughts off about the movie or whatever we're doing, we're going to rate it. And the rating system is one star means it's trash, two star means it's okay, three stars means it was good, four stars means it was everything. And then afterwards, we're going to wrap it up. And uh, it's pretty much it in a nutshell. So let's begin. Spoiler alert. If you haven't watched the movie Death Proof, which we're going to be doing today, please go and see it. Please. It's a Tarantino movie. It was released April 6, 2007, and it's an action horror movie. I think you could probably find this on YouTube somewhere, but don't tell anybody I said that. Or I'm sure it's on one of the streaming services. Um, it's pretty easy to find. It's not like a rarity, you know, where, you know, you're going to have to dig deep into some VHS or something to pull it out and watch it. So go for it. (laughs) We'll be right back. All right, everyone. So this movie is pretty much two groups of women who are stalked by a mysterious and daring stuntman who uses a death-proof car to execute his mischievous plans. What do you guys think? I mean, this is my favorite movie, so you know what I think about it. Um, let's get right into it. What I liked about this movie is the fact that Tarantino made a vintage film in today's world with the manual scratching in the movie and the soundtrack being so 
amazing and old and and it just everything about it just felt so so much from a different time and i love movies like that i love a throwback movie i mean those movies i don't know something about them just kind of gets me in the mood so yeah that right there got me uh another thing that i have i just have a name jungle julia if that is not me the big tall scary friend in the group that loves way too much music had a radio show i don't know this sounds a little personal and it's funny I, when i first watched it, i didn't think about it i think now that i watched it recently yeah she is definitely a character that is after my own heart i think i'm gonna get the t-shirt <laughs> uh so i think what i noticed in this film that i really liked this time around was uh the the going to the bars the hanging out the drinking the having fun the light air of the movie minus the whole you know stuntman mike going around killing girls and getting off on it seeing these two groups of girls come together and just have fun with each other you know good friends who do something really fun for the night that they're in town i miss that sitting in this pandemic we can't get away with that you know and they do. Uh, it kind of got me sad. Yeah, I think that's why I tell my friends, you know, whenever they're trying to go out in 2021, uh, I'm like, no thanks, you know, because it's not just that I'm a, I'm a bump on a log. You know, I'd love to go out. And every now and then I do go out when I feel it's safe. And I can do that safely. Uh, I think what I miss, and maybe you guys can agree with me, I miss, like, hearing good club music and you know going out and being crazy and i think going out and listening to music and eating foods that i remember and everything it just kind of makes me feel kind of sad you know because that once was a thing and now you know i can't just go and do that i don't know so yeah that was something that i really liked in the movie let's see here i also like the fact that jungle julia was texting on a nokia like phone remember that i don't know texting was more special when it was hard to do <laughs> click number one five times click number two two times <laughs> just to get a text it like took forever i thought that was kind of interesting and then also stuntman mike made me fall in love with nachos i remember when i first saw this movie back in 2007 when i saw him eating them nasty ass nachos all i could think of is I want some nachos. If that scene didn't make you want to get some nachos with extra sour cream, freaking mild peppers or hot peppers, I don't know, freaking corn, cheese everywhere, then I don't know. Maybe you're just not a fan of it because that did it for me. <laughs> um, my last uh, like of this whole movie that I could think of right now. Because trust me, I like every single part of this movie. But if I had to pick favorites, Tracy Tom's character, Kim, is comedy gold. I mean, like, all of her lines are iconic. Especially when she's chasing Stuntman Mike. Like, she took the words out of me. She just, she really did that character justice. Um, yeah, that was super good. I think out of everything, my favorite part was... Um, I don't know, when the girls got to, you know, 
instead of getting killed by stuntman like like the first group of girls with Jungle Julia, this group of girls with Kim and all of her friends, he came for them. He threatened their life. And they didn't just sit there and scared and, you know, oh, what was me? These badass chicks got in their car and went after him and kicked his ass. And it looked like they killed him at the end of the movie, especially with that drop kick. I don't know if you saw the credits, but if you wait in the credits, you'll see like uh, Rose, Rose's character, um, Abernathy. She, uh, she done knocked him out. Rosario, excuse me, Rose, Rosario, I'm sure that's her nickname, I don't know. So now the dislikes, so I do have some dislikes in this movie, I know, my favorite movie, and I have something to dislike about it. Uh, it's a car crash for the first group. I mean, I mean, first it was the girl, the blonde haired girl, plays by, um, there's a lot of roses in this movie, I think it's Rose, Rose McGowan? Yeah. That was tough, but when you see the scene where you see the actual legs ripping off and the face being shredded and everything, that took me by surprise. I think it was needed in the movie to make the end so, uh, the revenge so sweet, you know? But it definitely was hard to watch and uh, it haunted me for a good couple of years. Uh, that was pretty rough for, I think I was like the seventh grader back when I first watched it. So yeah. Uh, Pretty intense. And then Ship's Mass. I would have been so pissed off like Abernathy. Like, if my friends want to do something stupid like that, uh, you should invite me. You shouldn't have had me go on that trip with you. Like, I would just be sitting there just clenched like a tight rubber ball. <laughs> like, that had me on the edge of my seat. And Zoe did that scene so well. And she's an actual stunt double. So she actually d did her own scenes. And that was just... Yeah, I can only imagine how I would feel in real life. So, after that section, we're going to go on to the Did You Knows, which did you know that Mickey Rourke, Sylvester Stallone, Ving Rhames from Pulp Fiction, Kurt Russell, uh, and I guess this Australian actor, John Jarrett, were all considered for the role for Stuntman Mike. But I guess in the end, they went with Kurt Russell. Could you imagine if Ving Rhames was in it? Like, I don't even know. He did, and he was the black guy with the bandaid on the back of his head in Pulp Fiction. You remember the pawn scene? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't even picture him doing it. I just can't. I think Mickey Rourke, hell yeah. Sylvester Stallone, hell yeah. And the Australian actor, I don't know. I don't even know him. But I think out of all of them, Mickey Rourke would have played that role so well. As a stuntman, going after girls. I could see that being scary. I don't know. Uh, like I said before, Zoe Bell, she did all of her stunts. She was the girl on top of the roof who they thought died, but she didn't. She had the pink shirt. She was from New Zealand. Uh, the original name of the movie actually was called Thunderball. If you see it in the beginning of the movie, it shows it real quick, and then it cuts it to death roof, which I thought was kind of interesting. Could you, could you imagine the movie being called Thunderball? I don't know doesn't have the same ring to death proof. You feel me? Uh, one thing I noticed, and I didn't have to Google this, if you remember a little movie called Big Trouble in Little China in 1986, Russell, Kurt Russell played a character called Jack, I think, and he had an, a tank top that is iconic. It's like a, 
white tank top, Japanese rising sun, and a samurai, something like that. Well, if you were paying attention to the first group of girls when they went to that last bar and they were sitting there with the boys, listening to the jukebox, if you look behind Jungle Julia, you can see that same shirt on the wall behind her. I thought that was so cool that I figured that out. I don't think I figured it out the first time, but when the second time I watched the movie, I was like, yo, that's Jack's shirt. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, and lastly, so I heard this, I saw this online, and I thought this was kind of interesting how Tarantino came up with the idea of Death Proof. So I guess he was having a drunken hotel night with his friend Sean Penn. We all know Sean Penn. Uh, and Tarantino wanted to buy a Volvo because he didn't want to die in some auto accident like in the one in Pulp Fiction. I don't know if you watched that movie, but if you watched that movie, you'll remember that. Um, in regards to the safety of the car, Sean Penn said, well, you could take any car and give it to a stunt team, and for $10,000 or $15,000, they can death-proof it for you. Um, the death-proof phrase stuck in his head after that, and here we are with the movie based around that phrase, death-proof. Um, yeah, that's just some did-you-know facts I thought were kind of interesting about the movie. Next segment, we're going to do the Would You Rathers. Now, I don't have anybody to joke around with on this, but uh, this is going to be me answering my own questions like a nut job. <laughs> Would you rather, uh, like I said before, comes from my college radio show, In the Woods with DJ Edgewood. And uh, I used to just do it because it was easy and it was fun to do after a long day of class and uh some of the questions i came up with and other people came up with were a mess i don't know how we got away with that on radio but when's the last time you listened to the radio late at night on a friday or thursday yeah so we probably got away with a lot because of the fact that nobody was probably listening to us or you were i mean definitely let me know if you were a og listener all the way from that crazy messy show that i used to have under the alias dj edgewood <laughs> Um, so would you rather be the first group of girls or the second group of girls? First group was Jungle Julia's gang. The second group was Kim's gang. I, I, although they got killed, I'd rather be the first group. I feel like the first group is more my speed. We just hang around, we drink, we chit chat, we talk to the boys, you know, we flirt, but we don't want nothing. We just want to hang out with each other. That just seems like my vibes. Um, minus the <sighs> leg coming off. <laughs> um, next one. Would you rather keep up with Jungle Julia's texting buddy or drop him after he did what he did to her? Because I know that's happened to many of us where somebody says they're going to do something and they never show. You know, they never show up for the occasion. Uh, I don't think I would. I think new me, 2021, you stand by your word, right? Like I'm sitting here on Tinder going through and I could admit I'm a little messy with it. You know, I just, I have all these matches that I don't keep up with because it might just, I want to be social with somebody, but it's a lot of, it's a lot of texting and a lot of repetitive conversations. I miss the contact face to face, you know? But you know, like, if you ask somebody, hey, can we video chat? 
I mean, any person in their right mind would go, yeah, let's get to talk because, you know, this texting can go so far. And when people play the games and they don't want to or they're busy all the time, most likely that means they're fake and they're not really about it. So instead of sitting here making excuses for people, I'm just going to go, you know what? If you can't show up to this, that just goes shows me you're not really about it. Period. End of conversation, right? So that's kind of where I'm at with things like that. So uh, yeah, Jungle Julia, you know what? Block that number because you know he's going to come back and text you, girl, and you better not. You better not. You're beautiful. You can get any man you want. Uh, yeah, you got that man for your billboard. So yeah, you could really get anything you want. Um, the next one I came up with is: Would you go with your friends to play ship's mass, or would you stay on the curb, like the poor cheerleader? Gulp. We'll catch you later. Good looking. <laughs> I think uh, it changes every time. Because I would probably stay in the curb. But no, I would go with my friends and be with my friends. I'm not the one driving, so I doubt I'll get that much in trouble. I don't know. Um, yeah, I would go with my friends. Why not? My That's my girls. Like I'm not going to leave them alone. Why they go have fun without me? Abernathy. <laughs> All right, last one. Would you go get Stunk Man Mike or would you let him go? So at the second group of girls, when the Stunt Man Mike you know, drove them off the curb and then Kim got out of the car and shot at him and he ran away. Would you go after him? You're thinking he just killed my friend and then you find out my friend is actually alive and they're, we're all trying to figure out what just happened. Would you go after him or would you just like say, you know what, count my blessings, let's call the cops, you know? I think I would count my blessings and call the cops i wanted on record that i was being I, I feel like we already did a lot with the ship's mask that's a lot to explain i don't know call the goddamn cops call the cops because he's already done this before you've seen in, in the scene with the hospital so i'm there's already a record on him they don't know that but call call the call the authorities because i'm not getting in trouble at, <laughs> at all uh yeah that's the would you rather questions. So hopefully those were good. Those were the ones that I came up with when I was watching the movie. I don't know. Moving on. Rating. Of course I would rate this a four out of four. This is, I have a poster literally of this movie. And it's as big as one side of my wall in my apartment. Yeah. I think this is a four out of four. It just gives you, it gives me everything I need in a movie. Revenge. Humor girls kicking ass like i can't ask for much more um so overall final thoughts um i think the moral of the story is when you think someone is following you you better believe it <laughs> you know if you think somebody is curving you and doesn't want to be with you you better believe it we see that in this movie and yeah i mean i could just think of a personal story i remember I'll make it short. <laughs> I remember at the time, a friend of mine's at the time, we we're no longer friends, that's okay, you know, whatever. And we went to like a thrift shop. And uh, I remember it was like Halloween time, so we were trying on costumes. You know, that's what kids do when they have their license. They go around trying on costumes when it comes Halloween time after like high school, college, whatever. So that's what we were doing. 
and uh, it's pretty funny, you know, taking pictures, whatever. So we start getting bored, so we just go to the clothing section. I think we started off at the beginning, it was like suits, right? So we're trying on suit jackets and just talking. And the security guard comes over and he's like talking with us and he's like, where are you guys from? Yada, yada. And we're like, yeah, we're from here, whatever. We're trying on clothes, whatever. So he's saying, you know, trying on clothes and he's saying my friend looks horrible and I'm, and I'm laughing. And I try it on and he's like, you look good. And I'm like, hey, see, I got a friend on my side, see? So he's talking to us and, you know, asking us questions about where we're from. And I'm just like, you know, here from here and, you know, and this and that. And I'm always a little worried of things like that. So I start to kind of be vague, right? I don't tell him too much, not nothing specific. And my friend's going on talking about whatever. So afterwards, he asks us, where's the bathroom in this place? And I go, oh, I think it's over there. And it's like, okay. So I look at my friend. I'm like, security guard, you don't know where the bathroom is? What is he new? Talking to people, just not, you know. But then I'm like, why would they have security in a thrift shop? You know? Ugh. So, yeah. So we keep trying on clothes, and he comes right back, and... I don't know if it's the way his pants were, but those seemed a little weird, I'll say. And I just kind of, the whole airiness of it all, I was like, okay, I think this guy's trying to figure us out. And I don't think he works here. So I told my friend, I said, hey, let's go over to the Halloween costumes. Yeah, okay. Uh, nice meeting you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, let's go to the other side of this, this store and see if he's actually following us because I just had this weird feeling in my, my my body that I'm like this dude is trying to figure us out and getting off on us or I don't know something so we go to the Halloween costumes and we keep trying on things and I'm kind of uneasy so I try on this mask and I'm looking through and I can't see it through the mask the, what it looks like in the mirror so I take it off and the man is right behind me and he's talking about our costumes and yeah, he's just kind of generalizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I look at my friend, I'm like, okay, we're gonna go. <laughs> we're gonna go, this is too much, we're gonna go. So we go to the car and we get in the car as quickly as we can and we drive out and we have to wait to merge into traffic because it's on a busy road. And so while we're waiting there, I keep looking back. This motherfucker comes out of the thrift shop and is looking for us in the parking lot. And he's walking slowly. Like, I'm trying to give him a look. This is a dark-skinned man, uh, short little man, glasses, little, like, those glasses they use for, like, whenever they put a pervert in a movie, like, those type of glasses. Like, white shirt tucked in. Like, he looked like a security guard, but I started to realize he wasn't there being security. I think he was trying to figure out young boys and um, see where they live or see what they're about. Yeah, after that, I we drove home and I remember I shut my doors and locked my windows really tight. It's funny to think about right now, but I think when I when you're in a situation like that where you just like um, Jungle Julia's friend who's from New York or San Francisco, God, what was her name? Jeez, oh, Butterfly. It's butterfly. We'll say butterfly. Um, she saw Stuntman Mike way before they actually met him at the bar. And she knew something was off. 
even with Abernathy when she was smoking a cigarette, putting on her boots. She knew something was off with that guy. Even when she felt something weird on her toes, they all felt it. And you saw what happened in the end of the movie. Keep in mind with those little notes, <laughs> those little gifts of life where they let you know what's, what's going to be happening later on. Foreshadow. Yeah. Thankfully, I got out and I, I never seen the guy again. But every time I go to that thrift show, I'm like, uh, wouldn't that be funny if I saw him again? I look so different, so he'll never know. But... And I also didn't give him much information. I mean, my ex-friend did. So whatever happened to him, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a personal story I thought of. Kind of connects to the movie. I thought that was kind of interesting to think about. I haven't thought about it in so long. Hmm. All right. Well, that's the end of the episode. Um, I hope you liked it. I hope you liked the movie. Let me know on all our social media and on our email and i finally set it up so i can actually say it our email is afterthought hub that is afterthought h-u-b at gmail.com email me things let me know if you want to be on the show you know if you have a movie or something you want to review or whatever let me know or on our instagram at afterthought pod afterthought p-o-d that should be pretty popping I got the Instagram and uh, the the Twitter and everything all set up, but I think for now I'll stick to Instagram because I'm an Instagram guy. I don't know about y'all, but I'll do that. But I mean, if we this gains some traction, we're gonna expand, y'all. I think this is gonna be fun. Now for the next couple episodes, I already recorded them because you know I'm not gonna just sit here and do one at a time. I'm gonna do a couple. Um, kind of backwards i did the first episode now but i recorded those already so i actually called this podcast something else (laughs) so uh you're gonna hear a different name but i have come to the conclusion that this is gonna be called afterthought because i don't know it just feels better so uh if you hear another name ignore it please I'm going through a transition with this, so I thought it'd be kind of cool to go on the journey with you guys and mess up and be all over the place and just live and learn, right? You can't be perfect. I'm not a professional host, you know? That's not what I do. So it's trial and error, y'all. So (laughs) stick with me on this road. I promise you it'll get better as the episodes go on. So... (laughs) Thank you for listening to the first episode. I hope you like, and I will talk to you guys later. All right, bye.